for another episode of the Mindfully Making a Difference podcast. I'm your hostess, Dr. Rhonda L. Hamilton, and this week we have a beautiful treat for you. So sit back, get your notepads out, and let's get ready to write in those journals and keep this journey going. I have a beautiful guest this evening for you. I've invited our beautiful Mr. Daryl A. Carter to the platform. And Mr. Daryl A. Carter wears a lot of hats, but most importantly, he's agreed to sit in the hot seat tonight because he knows the importance of mindfully making a difference in someone's life. So will you please join me in welcoming our beautiful guest, Mr. Daryl A. Carter. Hey, Daryl, welcome to the platform. How's it going this evening? It's going great. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Uh-oh, guys, you know, I got my work cut out for me. We got a professional on the platform. And as you know me, I want to take this mental health conversation everywhere it can go. Because we as a people, we are some resilient souls. And we walk all kinds of paths and journeys in this life. And it's so important that we're able to recognize the mental health messaging, the mental health awareness, and most importantly, the mental health needs in our community. Guys, if we don't talk about it, how can we be about it? Amen? Hey, Mr. Carter, I thank you for sitting in the hot seat because you know, you know how we do in our community when we hear the words mental health, you know, especially when we don't, when we claim to not have a connection, you know how that goes. So tonight's topic, before we go any further, mental health is not my reality. Why should I care? Well, guys, I'm going to pose this question to you out there. When did we as a people stop caring? When did we as a community stop caring? So we're going to jump right in. I want to talk to our beautiful guest. The first and foremost, I want to invite Mr. Daryl Carter to open up a little bit and tell you guys a little bit about his background, a little bit about his professional journey. So you'll have a snapshot into understanding uh, some of the roads that he's traveled. And, and, and then we're going to open up and get some perspective from a professional um, as we talk about mental health, as we talk about it not being your reality out there. Hey guys, this is Dr. Rondell Hamilton, and on Mindfully Making a Difference, we take this mental health conversation wherever it needs to go, because we know that the stigma is so thick. Well, what stigma am I talking about? That mark of disgrace that they tell us stigma is. I don't want you to know. I don't want that label. Don't put it on me. I don't want those folks on my job to know that I got issues. Hey, Mr. Carter, come to the conversation, why don't you, and help us understand, first and foremost, your professional life, if you would. Well, thank you for that lovely introduction, Dr. Hamilton. (laughs) My professional life, I've done a lot of things in my professional life. I am a professional photographer, professional videographer, I used to own a pager company back in the day. So I've traveled a lot of roads and done a lot of things. But regarding mental health and mental illness, mental health and mental illness comes in a lot of different forms, fashion, and shapes. 
and sometimes we have mental illnesses that we only realize we have. Come on now. And we deal with situations and don't realize that we need someone to talk to to help us walk through those issues we have. Amen. I'm going to tell you a true story about me that not many people know. And it's something I wrestle with to this day. I was on my way home from work in 1988. My grandmother was laying in Washington Hospital Center, very, very ill. I would stop by the hospital every night. I didn't care what time it was to visit her. The nurses knew who I, were, who I was by name. They knew I would come in any time and they would let me in. This one particular evening, it was pouring down rain. I said, Granny, I'm going to stop. I drove by Washington Hospital Center, said what I said, waved to the hospital, and drove home. At 2.33 a.m., my mother yells my name and said, Mama's dead. I jump out of bed. I run to the hospital. I get there. and She's in a body bag. Mm, bless her soul. From this day to this, from that day to this day, I often feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, had I gone by to see her, she would still be alive. But I mm. know that's not true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I wrestle with that. And the reason I bring that up, because I need to talk to someone to talk it through. Amen. So that they could tell me that it was not my fault. But no one went to talk to me about it. So I dealt with it for years. Mm, amen. You know, I have to applaud your bravery right now because you know, you know you represent a part of a generation that doesn't do what we're doing right now. And that's what's so important about the fact that we push through and do it anyway. See, you, your professional status won't change any just because you decided that you wanted to open up a little more. But something inside of you morally and humanly grows each time you share your journey and your testimony. Because as I hear you share that, and I know I'm mindfully making a difference listeners out there, I know they can relate. I buried my father in 2001, Mr. Carter, and I totally, totally can relate to where you are with that story because I couldn't understand you know I opened my real estate business and my father when I was 16 many of my listeners know my father my hero my military man he struggled with his drug addiction and at 16 he OD'd and we almost lost him and then 16 years to the day I literally am sitting in my office and I get a call and I'll say 16 years to the week and all I could think about, because when I too, Daryl, when I got to the hospital, doctor's hospital, he was in a, he was, he hadn't gotten to the body bag yet, but he was completely unclothed. You know, of course they covered him, but he was waiting to be placed in a body bag and they only kept him out so that I could see him when I got there. And I can't tell you how many years I beat myself up because I was so focused on opening up my company and he was there for the grand opening but you know when I look back in those pictures and I talk about this Mr. Carter I talk about how puffy his hands were 
And guys, it's important for us to share our stories because if we don't release that, that that drama, that grief, that that grief, that trauma, that 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 toxic um, upbringing that many of us come from, um, when we hold things inside, when we hold our emotions inside, we do things to our bodies unhealthily that we're not realizing. Mr. Carter, I thank you for your bravery because we do this work to be able to help folks to be able to identify, you know, identify with the reality that there's something in their life that they may be struggling with. And your dear grandmother, God bless her soul, I'm sure she looks down on you and smiles because that's what grandmas do. And the reality that you are mature enough to associate it with some form of mental health and your ability to have to address it with someone. That's absolutely correct. And I really appreciate that. Our black men don't talk. Come on, I'm open. Let's talk. There's all types of mental health and mental illness. It's a lot of things that cause mental illness and mental health issues. And a lot of it's because we don't discuss what's going on in our private lives. We don't discuss the trauma that's going on. And I really believe if a lot of guys opened up, there would not be as much violence in the world. Domestic mm, mm, violence, mm, mm, mm. drug abuse, drug addiction. There's a reason why a lot of this happens. We don't know who to turn to. We don't know who to trust. Talk to. Amen. Trust. That's right. Speak, black man. Speak. I love this. <laughs> I believe it or not, subliminally, Mr. Carter. At this platform, a dear, dear colleague of mine <laughs> shared with me that I, I wasn't personable enough. I was assuming that folks would understand what we mean when we say mental health matters. But see, it's important to understand that many of us are so bound. We're so bound by the secrets that we hold. Somebody taught us or somebody told us that when we speak about our truths, that we wouldn't be received well. And so we decided that we wanted to hold back certain parts of ourselves so we could fit into society, so we can get that job, or just so that we can maintain some sort of reputation in our social circles. Well, guys, I'm here to tell you that there is a soul, there's a life out here worth saving today. There is someone bound because they're holding on to the realities of their depression so suppose you actually have someone who's been who needs to be diagnosed with a really really serious mental challenge but you're a popular individual see guys i needed this conversation to be able to reach all of our people because not until we can all recognize that this could all be our reality will we begin to start caring about one another again because i mean i hear you out there it's not my reality why should I care? Well, we have a beautiful guest on the podcast tonight, helping us to understand how something as, as everyday as losing our beautiful loved ones and then not doing something. We've all been there. You get a call, you get distracted, or sometimes you're just too tired and you don't feel like it. And God forbid life happens. If we don't find a way to release our feelings of grief, if we don't find a way to reconcile our feelings of reality 
that there's something internal that we have to address. When we hold on to the secrets of abuse, addiction, uh, alcoholism, you name it, guys. Whatever it is that they taught us was ugly enough that if we spoke it, it would define us, it would stick to us. The stigma, the disgrace, the disgrace, if forgive me, the disgrace of it all. And that's why we don't come forward. Because I'm talking to a beautiful soul tonight, Mr. Daryl A. Carter. You heard him tell you he has professionally uh, spanned many fields, um, photography, videography. He's a self-employed individual telling me he used to own a pager company. You know, he go way back. A pager company. When the last time we talked about a pager? Don't dwell, a, don't, don't, don't dwell on the pager, okay? <laughs> I like to have fun, but I just want my listeners to know that mental health is embedded in many circles and we come from all walks of life. Many of us, our friends, our relatives, our loved ones, our significant others, we all are challenged with some form of emotional, psychological, physical. It all is relevant, guys. And the whole point is, even if it's not your reality, the reason why you should care, statistically, statistically we understand from the folks that do the research, National Institute of Mental Health, NAMI, SAMHSA, CDC, statistically we understand that one in five Americans struggle with some form of mental ailment or mental illness. And what that means is that many of us have family members and friends or many of us that struggle with matters. And when you get so proud that this isn't your reality, when you get so proud that you don't want to talk about it or find a support system or look in that mirror and deal with the reality of it all, suicide, feelings of depression. Guys, mental health is real. We carry our secrets to the grave and research, Mr. Carter has taught us that we're dying sooner. I know behind that camera, you are blessed to see things from a different angle. Yes, I am. I understand that social media has been struggling with the reality of the awful and the brutal uh, bullying that goes on uh, behind that camera. You know, folks get into that, in front of that camera and they can transform, they can become something else. And for many, it's about beauty. Can you help me understand, Mr. Carter, from your professional, from your professional observation, what you see in our uh, society from a beauty standpoint and the dangers of social media? Because I know you see a lot. Yes, I do. Actually, Facebook just did a study concerning Instagram. How young 18, 18 I believe, look at Instagram and look at the models on there, try to figure out why they don't look like that. A lot of young girls are actually committing suicide because they don't have that hourglass figure or look a certain way or talk a certain way. Um, 
statistically proven Facebook has actually harmed more young people than helped them. Mm-mm-mm. What's on Facebook or Instagram is not the reality of how a lot of these people look. Amen. And then Amen. Look at statistics, how they look at your, <clears throat> excuse me, they look at your profile and put certain push certain ads your way. Diet, um, stomach, tummy tucks, mm-hmm. profile mm-hmm. trainers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you going to buy? How? Why? Impressionable. They make their money off advertisers. Amen. They know that if they push certain things to certain age brackets, they're going to do it. Facelift. You touched on. Yes. Come on. Yes. You touched on something. I, I'm sorry. You touched on something. And this is a very mighty, powerful message. Guys, this is your host, Dr. Rondell Hamilton. Tonight, we are blessed on the Mindfully Making a Difference podcast to be able to speak with a beautiful soul, Mr. Daryl A. Carter. Um, just a regular everyday gentleman, but a powerful everyday gentleman. Someone who's done wonderful things in the world of media. Um, we were just touching on the dangers of social media. And the reality is that um, there are many of you out there who hear these guns going off. There are many of you out there raising children. Uh, Many of you are out there in the community observing our youth and our young adults. Social media has played a damaging role in the lives of many of our young people, um, as you heard Mr. Carter say, because they're trying to uh, look like the picture on the magazine or look like the uh, articles that they're reading or that are put before them. Social media is very damaging. And if you're a professional out there of photography, I wanna throw something else at you. Consider for a minute that our children are in danger of being sex trafficked Consider how impressionable our children are. And then add to that a young mindset that is challenged with mental health realities, who has been made to feel different or left out because of the stigma. They're a little different and it's been recognized. And now they don't feel pretty. They don't feel like they're capable of being loved. But then they're preyed upon and someone pulls out a camera or send them a message on social media and tells them that they're special and they get taken advantage of guys why should you care even when it's not your reality because one in five americans are challenged with some form of mental ailment or mental challenge and that one in five could actually be in your family in your circle Because mental health transcends all walks of life. It transcends all professional circles. It is important that we take a look around us and find out who the one in five is so that we can begin to mindfully make a difference in someone's life. Guys, we're not gonna be here always. We're gonna leave this beautiful earth. Why not help a soul before you go? We all have a story, whether it's grief, whether it's a friend that we supported and they made some bad decisions. See, we're all put in situations where we could do something. 
Guys, when we do nothing, when we do nothing, it is just as damaging. It is just as damaging. So I have a question. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. What is the definition of mental illness? (laughs) I love that. I love that question. And to my beautiful folks out there, I hope you got your journals out. Hope you have your mirrors out because this is when the rubber meets the road. For many folks, mental illness means something different, but I'll cut right to the chase for you. First of all, I'll explain to you that mental health, mental health is about the satisfactory, the satisfactory control and behavior of your emotions, psychological, emotional well-being. So when you find yourself not feeling satisfactory, When you find yourself acting out, drinking more than you should, smoking more than you need to, shooting your dope, taking your prescription pills. When you find yourself beating on people, disrupting households, knocking holes in the wall, these are not satisfactory behaviors. And what happens, just as we say mental health has many complexities and many layers, Well, mental illness is the actual diagnosis of the disorder, the anxiety disorder. So you were a person who was anxious, right? So when you were going through and you had these situations, you noticed that you were constantly anxious. And then it evolved into a state where you didn't eat. And then it evolved into a state where you were worrying yourself sick. See, there's something called toxic stress. When stress gets to the point that it becomes toxic and we're not eating and we're acting out and we're self-medicating and we find ourselves not in control of ourselves, then we've got to go and we've got to see someone. And mental illness does not mean that you automatically have to be prescribed medicine. But what it does mean is that you now have a part of your characteristic that's on the radar that has to be nurtured, that has to be cared for. Because when it's not, you're going to act out. And many folks, because we tell you and teach you that this journey is personable, my mental illness may come with voices. It may take me to a dark side. It may tell me to do things that I would never, ever consider doing. And that's my reality. And that's why I need to know what my walk is because I may need to have a combination of things in my pathway to help pull me through. Because see, you weren't there when I went through those awful things. You have no idea what I've survived and what it takes to keep me whole daily. That's my walk. Your walk may be different. Mental illness is the diagnosis. The diagnosis of a mental exposure, an emotional exposure, a toxic stress situation that was allowed to go on too far. Or we have a mental illness because we had trauma in our life that we didn't recoup from. There are many different avenues for why and how we end up 
with diagnosis of mental illness. If we educate ourselves about the preventative understandings about how dangerous it could be to be grieving longer than anticipated and to not be able to get out of the bed and to not be able to eat and to watch that depression turn into something toxic. That is why we do the education. And that is why we say that it's not okay to have a stigma or a prejudice or ignorance about someone who's mentally challenged. Because all you're really doing is showing that you lack the education. Hey guys, this is Dr. Rondell Hamilton, and I know you know how deep we can go with this mental health. We take this conversation wherever we can find it because we want you guys to know that more often than not, mental health is real. And just the words mental health, they don't do it for you. You've got to dig deep. You got to understand it better. Because remember, statistically, we all know someone who's challenged. And we could all be better and do better. So here we go. We're all going to wipe the slate clean and we're going to stop beating ourselves out up about things that we have no control over. From this day moving forward, because we know, because we know that mental health is about the satisfactory control of our behavior and our emotions and our psychological understandings, we're going to carry forward in an understanding of knowledge from a place of strength. So that next time you see that community member that's going through, you're going to know that that's their personal journey. And all I ever want you to do out there, guys, is to mindfully make a difference, whether it's to stop a local medical individual, stop a local community representative such as myself, reach out to a community organization such as myself, place these beautiful beings on someone's radar so we can all get back to being the society that we know to be. Why should you care even when mental health is not your reality? Because we all know someone whose mental health is a reality and does need help. And the humanitarian in us all says that we're supposed to care. Hey, Mr. Carter, I thank you because, you know, we have to go deep sometimes, but folks from our professional community sometimes, you know, they get all high and mighty in themselves. And God forbid we bring this mental health conversation to them. But it's important for me to link it in a way that we all could be paying attention and doing something different. Will I you totally please, agree. Will you please share a message with our audience before you get away from us? observation-wise, positive affirmation-wise, just anything that comes to your heart? Well, one thing that's helped me is everybody should have a spiritual mentor, a financial mentor, and a good friend mentor. Amen. That don't know each other, that you can talk to, and they can look inside of you and tell you things that they see. And it's something else I learned when I was young and it stuck with me to this day. There's something called white window. Most people have never heard of it. Mm-hmm. I'll break it down real quick for you. Your white window is this. Things that are known about yourself to others. Things that are only known to you and not known to others. 
things that are known to others and to you and things that are not known to you and not known to others. And what you want to do is break that down and find out more about yourself. That should be your biggest block. Amen. Amen. And that's why we have to bring professional personalities to the platform because we all have to get schooled every now and then. Hey, Mr. Daryl Carter, we appreciate you. We thank you for the work that you do out in the community. We thank you for supporting our mental health messaging. But most importantly, we thank you for being vulnerable enough, vulnerable enough to open up so that our videography, our photography, and our self-employment community understand the red flags of mental health and now they're better educated to know that they can watch that kingdom out there because you know me I'm about watching the kingdom hey guys this is your host Dr. Rhonda L. Hamilton this is the mindfully making a difference podcast and today's topic was not my reality so why should I care about mental health and guys, I'm hoping that you will share the feed. I'm shoping, hoping that you will comment. And more importantly, I'm hoping that you will look in that mirror and recognize your reality. Understand where you are with it all and understand the stigma is thick out there. So build your support groups. And you heard our dear guest say that he felt like you should have three friends. And what were those three friends again, Mr. Carter? A spiritual person and financial. Amen. And with that, I'm going to leave it right here. Hey guys, it's your hostess, Dr. Rhonda L. Hamilton with the Mindfully Making a Difference podcast. You know me, you know my message, mental health matters, and it doesn't matter what circle we exist in, we can always find the conversation. You don't believe me? Put me to the test. Reach out, send me an email. Let's get you on this podcast. Let's talk about it because everybody can mindfully make a difference. We're thanking our beautiful guest, Mr. Daryl Carter, for taking time out of his busy, busy career to talk to us about matters of mental health and, and, and just giving us a perspective from a professional's uh, perspective because it's important. Guys, stigma's real out there. PTSD is real out there. Sex trafficking, gun violence, all relative. And if you give me five minutes, I'll sit down and help you understand how mental health is at the core of it all. Hey guys, until we speak again, I wish you well. I'm challenging you to do your work. Pull those mirrors out. Get those journal entries written. What are you talking about out there? We'll hear about it next time on the Mindfully Making a Difference podcast. Share the feed with a friend. We appreciate you out there. Hey, Mr. Daryl A. Carter, you rock. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for having me. You have a blessed (laughs) evening. Happy holidays. (laughs) And happy holidays to you, too. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.